Hey, I don't want to alarm you or anything, but you should wake, rattle, and roll because it's every Saturday morning. Wait, what do you say in the 70s? What's up, my man? <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> it's 1971. And I'm here with my, my stone-cold groove buddy uh, talking to you about Saturday Morning Cartoons. I'm Adam Fair. Hey, and I'm Dusty Griffin. And uh, Adam, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Not just thinking, a little bit of pondering even. Ooh. I don't know. About uh, what the greatest things in the universe are on the list. I don't know what my top three is exactly, but uh, one of them's got to be cartoons, and I think there's got to be nothing harder in this universe than making cartoons. Wouldn't you agree? You just blew my mind, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking of the opposite. What's something easy we could do? Oh, I got all these notes about cartoons from 1971. We should talk about those instead, because it's way easier than that hard work. I'm afraid I've only got notes that talk about tearing cartoons apart. Oh, no. Uh, It's 1971, like I said. And so here's to take you back. Here are the films of that era. Willy Wonka came out in 1971, as did Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, Escape. One where they cut out. Hell yeah. And they went bananas for the movie Bananas, which was also this year. Bed knobs and broomsticks were thrown at the Fiddler on the Roof. It was Dirty Harry, Billy Jack, and it was the summer of 42. The last yeah. picture show aired, and they called it a Clockwork Orange. That was a hot, sweaty, ugly summer right there. <laughs> yeah, the right? Legend of Billy Jack. Oof. I love those Billy Jack movies. Uh, we're poking the eye this week at CBS's top shows. Of 1971, the you know the year. Uh, it's Gunsmoke. Here's Lucy. That's the one where they they find her in that cave. <laughs> where in the world is Lucy? Oh, here's Lucy. Gunsmoke is where they take a great radio show and then add characters to it until it's no good anymore. Oh, I bet they did the same thing to My Three Sons. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore. It was six sons on TV. <laughs> when finally got How many to cousins. Okay, Carol Burnett was also still going. <laughs> All the families on. Uh, more importantly, a show called Me and the Chimp. <laughs> Wait, that's a predecessor to BJ and the Bear? And there's also a show, Bearcats! Exclamation point. I really wanted to look it up, but I had no time. Bearcats! <laughs> and of course, the new Dick Van Dyke show, the one we all fondly remember. He trips in this one. No, literally, he takes acid. <laughs> and he sits on the ottoman and flies <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, he's like, what is an ottoman? Uh, what a heavy What tr- exactly... Am I different from the Ottoman? What a strange long trip it's been through my Ottoman. Well, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. We are clearly tired because it's the Bugs Bunny show. What? What are the Looney Tunes doing on? 
Yeah, you know, they're always on. Um, this is because, uh, you know, one day, Adam, just a little side note here. I, yeah. was, I was thinking one day we're going to have to do uh, a special episode about who's the king of Saturday morning, you know? And, uh, oh, the top tops and the yeah yeah we'll yeah, round that we'll round yeah. this whole project out like Bu- that. Bugs Bunny's got to be in there somewhere. King, heavy heavy King. hitter. Heads, yeah, Bu- uh, Bugs Bunny's on two different channels, right? Sure, sure. Uh, I think he's on every channel at some point. Well, you know, I did a little bit of reading at him, and uh, uh oh, <laughs> that's right. So uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> this uh, this show that is called the Bugs Bunny Show in 1971, uh, it premiered in prime time actually. Where it's, oh, is this like a seven thirty show? Uh, like right before the main primetime shows come on. Oh, it's nighttime slot. Yeah, I think it was the the right before eight o'clock slot. So you know, without getting too numbery here, uh, you know the the ones comprised in the Bugs Bunny show are from forty eight to sixty nine, right? Okay. Well, in uh, sixty, I believe nineteen sixty, even um, the this show, the Bugs Bunny show, premiered in prime time. And it was uh, an hour, right? Okay. So then it they it stayed on for only a short period. I can't say how long, but it was maybe like not even a season. And then they decided that they need to move it to Saturday morning. So they whittled it down to half hour shows. And that's what this is. Uh, well, and so, then it would grow and shrink for the next decades. Yeah. And also, yeah, well, I, I'll talk more in a minute about the channels it's on. But uh, also they added a few bridging sequences to this oh new stuff yeah to make the to make the new 30 minute versions make sense is this where bugs is like on that stage that you usually see him doing the in the beginning overture bit too yeah i've seen a couple of looney tunes shows where it's like all from the stage where you see a little bit of new footage mm-hmm. well you can tell because see this one's called the bugs bunny show and you can tell what comes later because it's always going to be bugs bunny and daffy bugs and bunny somebody. and somebody yep mm-hmm. so company you know i could go on and on please do (laughs) yeah uh i don't want to blow all my stuff here at once so (laughs) oh man Uh, yeah it's hard to really finish talking about looney tunes it just never stops i feel like it i don't know speaking of it as like a heavy hitter in the saturday morning rotation i feel like it kind of has an unfair advantage of a budget and animation because it started at the movies yeah so these are just like i don't know it's a bit of a cheat but it is yeah. but it is on for 10 years, so it's not like it failed. You're right, Adam. You know what, though? I th- uh, so, it's frustrating. You know, if anything, these Saturday morning Looney Tunes led me to the Looney Tune videos at my local video store, and those compilations were uncensored and enjoyable. Oh, yeah. yeah Whereas to- these shows, I felt, were like, oh, that's an interesting choice. There was a gas station that's called like Econo Flash down the road from my house, and you could rent, right? you could rent the ones that had the band... Oh, okay, yeah. Band Nip, nips episodes. the nips and yeah. uh, Cole Black. Oh man, man. Oh, glad I'm real glad we don't have to talk about those. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Although I did watch Bunker Hill Bunny from 1950, directed by Fritz Freeling. Uh, it's 1776 during the Revolutionary War, so it's kind of safe. Uh, and it's the Battle of Bagel Heights with Bugs <laughs> Bunny on one side and Sam von Schmam on the other, and uh, I laughed. I didn't think I was going to laugh at this kind of generic-looking cartoon, but each side has a sign. Uh, one says they, and the other one says we. That's pretty good stuff. This is mostly a cartoon about cannons and uh, running into the other one's camp at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, this is just yeah. a this is just like a Sam Beckett period for uh, Yosemite <laughs> Sam, isn't it? You know, you know. I was thinking they're gonna they got new Looney Tunes in the bag. Have they made Yosemite Sam a MAGA figure yet with a red hat? <laughs> I don't like, know. That's so Sam. Great horny toads. Is it more Yosemite Sam for him to be the Trump surrogate in a parody, or to have him be a MAGA, you know, little dick, red hat wearing? conservative that's a tough one you know who would you need him to have an impotent amount of power i don't feel like actually making him president would be smart he's kind of like a mercenary too you know he's always we he's never like big time anything yeah he's always on his own little radar but you know he's also got attention deficit disorder. Have you ever, know, <laughs> you ever <laughs> noticed? Yeah, he's always talking to us. You can always take him off. You know, you just be like, Sam, what? And then like completely changes. Like we were getting married. Oh, that's right. Yosemite Sam's got this like hidden dramatic side too, and he seems to be aware of the hit records of the time. There's several times Yosemite Sam's referenced music of the era. I'm like, why is yeah. Yosemite Sam up to speed? And doesn't he just melt when a woman comes around too? <laughs> oh, ma'am. You know, like that's that's Sam's kryptonite. Yosemite Sam's pretty good. It's weird Yosemite Sam hasn't gotten more attention, although I guess the Roger Rabbit cameo was the his grand, you know, was he appearance in anything. Yeah, his biscuits were burning. Oh yeah, my biscuits are burning. That, man, that was on the that was on the teaser on the trailer, wasn't it? I laughed the rest of my life at, at Yosemite Sam's ass on fire. Man, that was funny. <laughs> I'm still damn, laughing. still laughing. <laughs> um, you know, so the one I watched uh, was episode sixty three, mysteriously. How did you know? That's what it was called. Uh, so I'm just what? kind of assuming. And uh, this this was another Yosemite Sam uh, time travel, not really time travel, but you know it's just like Yosemite yeah, Sam. There's and a Bugs Sam Bunny. throughout time thing going on in these cartoons. There's always a Yosemite Sam wherever mm. Bugs Bunny lives. Yeah, so yeah, so Sam's running this town as an outlaw, and first they're like the violent West, and like there's <laughs> people shooting everywhere. Oh, just and, across from each other, all over town. Yeah, <laughs> and then the bullets stop at a stop sign, and then it goes ding and they go and so that was hilarious and then he goes into the you know he goes into a bar and sam's talking all this junk and that's when uh bugs bunny's standing there with with the hayseed in his mouth and he just keeps saying yep and he's got dead eyes yeah he's almost not looking at anything yeah he's like like a real rabbit his eyes are like closed he's like almost wall-eyed yeah they're half closed and wall-eyed he's just sort of like chewing uh i like that version of bugs bunny that must have been part of the Yosemite Sam Bugs Bunny special, uh, how Bugs Bunny won the West or whatever. Oh, I'll bet you it was, Adam. So yep. I remember that's there is a it's they did they together. did kind of give a Yosemite Sam clip show. So it's I, I remember it in the eighties, but I bet they were thinking about it in the seventies. Oh, seventies. It's pointless for me to even say that these look beautiful. Yeah, it's Looney Tunes. Uh, they well, look fantastic. It's, it's early Looney Tunes, so it looks good. They haven't given up. No. So, and then uh, let's see. The Bugs Bunny embargo has not even started yet, right? Or, no, it's, <laughs> I don't it, think so. It's getting there. Yeah, yeah. About it's getting there. Dry up. For anybody that doesn't know, Bugs Bunny was kept off of the air for a long ass time. What was it? A, a decade, Adam? Or am I wrong? It was like seven years, maybe eight years. There's not a new Bugs Bunny right. cartoon from like let's say oh, theatrical. Yeah, they they all but stopped caring. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So uh, he was tied up. I think he was tied up in court, you know, like the riots <laughs> and like that. But anyway, th- this is phenomenal, folks. 
this is this is the good stuff. This is the stuff that uh, every week when it comes back up, I'm I, I sit aside time. I get up in the morning. You know what I mean? I turn it on and enjoy it. Like it does kind of change the game for any show around it. It does. It does. I mean, I, I just I know I'm gonna enjoy the Bugs Bunny. I know I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> the show coming up next on our list. And uh, you know, and that's all there is to it. So I look forward to look forward to this many more years. <laughs> um, let's see here. Well, what what is on next? It's eight thirty. <clears throat> eight thirty is a, a little show called Scooby Doo. Where, Where are you, you at? Where are <laughs> you now? So this is just reruns of the sixty nine show. Yeah, this is reruns of uh, season one and season two, and then unless I'm mistaken, the little cobbled together bits that some people call season three don't occur until seventy eight. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, there's a huge uh, there's a huge gap between season two and season three. Uh, Where does uh, the new Scooby Doo movies fall? Uh, that'd be <laughs> so. Yeah, so that that's after the run of Scooby Doo. Where are you? Um, but before Scrappy, no, no. Okay, so Scrappy is what what you would call season six, right? So what we're talking about here is is like, and I'm bad with numbers, but let's say Scooby Doo season one was 60, 69. Se- 69 and then Scooby Doo two is seventy, and then you don't get any new ones. Like in the in the year following that, they put together a couple of segments of Scooby Doo to rejoin whatever their new show was and and then you don't see him again until i think 78 that must be when the movies probably started yeah i'm obsessed with that particular so iteration so that's either season three or season four that would mean two years until scrappy do if that that makes sense so the timeline for scooby-doo is bizarre it is it's not it's almost like the jetsons in a way remember how the jetsons had a big uh, gap period yeah, but oh. yeah, and they came back a little different. But this feels like it's sixty nine. It's nineteen sixty nine, then it's nineteen seventy nine, and then undetermined year until it's modern day. And then John Cena's in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. So uh, Adam, um, you know, I got a bunch of. And what I did was. What's your What's your hot Scooby? talk for the for the episode episode. all right well check it out so i went out and i bought scooby-doo season one season two that's awesome 14.96 those are good looking dvds yeah mm -hmm. and i like they stacked them all three on the same (laughs) spindle it was nice you know boss i'm checking it out i'm enjoying it i watched the first eight uh what's the menu like is it like the any kind of animation you know, there's nothing uh, super fancy about it, but it is set up just the way you want it. That's good. There's a play all. I think I had you know. the well, I had the Top Cat one. It was like first you saw Top Cat's alley, and then slowly as the music played, you would see them pop up out of the garbage can. Like I think the, <laughs> I think the bats like, fly. I think you see the castle, and then the bats fly, and the yeah, that's what I was at. <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Mm. So anyway, I endorse um, this idea and product. So what I did, you know, I watched the first eight. I watched the first four over again. I watched, so I watched them twice. That includes a What's bunch the of, first episode? Is it Night for a Night? Uh, that sounds right. And then uh, number two or three. Halloween Hassle at Dracula's Castle. Yeah, it's just Hassle in the Castle. Oh, it's okay. So the Halloween was tacked on for the video. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, yeah, was it? That's interesting. Uh, so I didn't see any pumpkins. 
they hit the ground running. I mean, you don't get a big explanation of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But um, you they're know. pretty funny, and they're pretty. I think didn't we note watching early Scooby Doo before that they're pretty self aware right off the bat? Yeah, like they're on each other's ass about how typical their own cartoon is, even as it's being told for the rest of the first time. Yeah, you know, I know they're right well. on. They're immediately saying stuff like, oh, danger prone Daphne. Yeah, exactly. Know. They give us all the info, but it's real diegetic. Did I you, never noticed. I never noticed that Velma has a catchphrase, which is like stolen from another show. What, Jinkies? No, but, okay, Jinkies. But there's what is a, it? We got another mystery? To multiple say? times she says, very interesting. Oh, she says that? Yes, oh, more God. than once. So nope. crazy, huh? Um, you know, did we trace back who originally said that catchphrase? I don't know. I'll bet you. Is it too? Is it too early for? Very interesting. Sounds like Hogan's Heroes, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree. That sounds like something <laughs> Schultz said. So uh, let's not get too deep into it, then. Adam. Let me let me <laughs> let me just impart to you one of my questions that occurred to me as I'm watching this. Right. Mm-hmm. One. Uh, is it me, uh, or does the inside of the mystery machine look like it costs ten million dollars? <laughs> It's pretty minimal and slick. There's freaking computers in it, man. Oh, there's computers back there? Yes, yes. Oh, God, I don't Start, remember that. Starting in like episode three. Well, maybe that, you know what? I bet print you, out? I bet you they quit animating them after a while. But starting in episode three. Yeah, because I just remember like light gray green walls. No, no. I'll show descript nothing back there but a tire, maybe. Well, you know, of course they were considering them to be more of a band at first before in oh, the original script. I'm so glad they're so. not. I think there's a couple things they may have dropped out a little bit, but I'll show oh, you're you. You're right. Weird element. I'll show you. Why on are they season in a van? three? On season three, they're in the back of the van, and it's wall to wall computer stuff with radars and stuff. Wow, what the hell? Where? Why would they have that? I don't know. Yeah, Uncle what? Gadget, leave it to them. Yeah, has the has the haunting game been that good to them? They're running a racket. That's my first question. They must have stole it from that pervert that was hunting down the littles. <laughs> His, his rape creep. man. His computerized rape man. I smell children. Adam, you own these, don't you, already? Scooby-Doo's? Yeah, I just think yeah. I own a bunch of random ones. Which ones did you uh, watch this time? <laughs> man, I always watch Scooby-Doo movies, even when it's against the mm. rules. <laughs> like, I can't help it. I just want to... I, I, I don't blame you. And I realize, especially this time... I hadn't watched the episode where they meet Mama Cass recently, but oh. all I remember is mean fat fat jokes. Yeah. I remember them being real dicks, even rat. Yeah, <laughs> you're not even like human anymore. It's really really crappy, but it wasn't that bad. Well, it was. Uh, so the haunted candy factory featuring Mama Cass. Uh, she's the owner of the Sugar Plum Candy Factory, which Shaggy sniffs out during their endless foggy drive into oblivion. Uh, her factory is being haunted by two green glob monsters. I remembered this wrong. I thought there was like, there must be another episode where they're at an ice cream place and there's three different flavored ghosts. Anyway, Are they really? Yeah, that's a different one. Uh, so uh, here's some of the mean things. They said, Mama is lifted to safety by a hook. There's a lot of hooks in this episode. Uh She's like, something tells me this contraption wasn't meant for such a heavy load. Uh, she oh. falls on the shaggy who ex- while exclaiming, Butterfingers, plop. He goes, Butter never spread like this. <laughs> That's mean. When they Jeez. discover somebody smuggling golden candy bars, which is a stupid-ass plan, Mama Cass says, We've stumbled upon something bigger than all of us. Well, you kids, anyway. <laughs> She's knocking herself down. You don't need to fit in like this. 
Uh, go cast. When get this, when kindly Mr. Franklin is revealed to be the monster. What? Mama says heavy. To which asshole Shaggy says, "Look who's talking." You know, not everyone has your metabolism, Shaggy. You stone sizes. I know. Who taught her how to make that sandwich? That deadly sandwich. (laughs) Really, just eat the eat the the olive with the (laughs) dipping through it too. I never had any problem. Just spit out the bone, right? We need a whole leg. (laughs) On that, yeah. On the problem. When they meet Supernatural, like Dean, like opens his mouth and eats one of those giant sandwiches and, and Sam's just like how did you unhinge your jaw like that oh my god he like <laughs> I remember Shaggy out. squishing it down and eating it somehow he would flip it like cards that was one yeah they'd flip oh. it and it'd be like a perfect french bread right oh man I can't stop like getting sandwich hungry <laughs> making this thing huge hey Adam uh, question number two what exactly is a Scooby snack uh, that that Shaggy eats them too well, they must where they meet or are they meat based or are they uh, first sort of weird grain cookie? <laughs> you think? Oh, you think there's some kind of cookie that makes sense? They must be a cookie that tastes so good. Well, one they named it after the dog, or vice versa. What happened there? They, I've seen the box. It does say Scooby Snacks. They hit the ground running, man. They must have like named the dog after the snacks because they were so good. Oh, the box says Scooby Snacks. Right? So they must have been like, this dog loves Scooby Snacks. Well, we better like call him Scooby. Like, the we end. should call him Scooby, man. Based on the snack. He's <laughs> not bad. And he likes Shag, them. you're wasted. Don't eat those. No, they're good. So, that, I don't know. That's weird to me, man. <laughs> you know, right from the beginning, Scooby's not doing anything for just one snack either. Like, mm-hmm. Two Scooby snacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, Three Scooby snacks. Mm-hmm. That's all we've got. Present your final <laughs> offer. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> you dress up in a coat. Fucking dog, get in there. I don't understand. You know, I, I mentioned to you before, Adam. I don't understand why they send Scooby, the biggest coward, in. Who's uh, the most scared? Yeah. Put him in a coat. And Shove. Put, put a dress on him. I really hate that. Put a dress and a mustache. And a wig. That's all, though. He still wears lipstick sometimes. They're all like, well, who can we send? And they all look at Scooby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> He's a coward. He's less of a coward and than Shaggy. And he cries. Yeah. And then because he'll eat, they're like, he agreed to do it. <laughs> I didn't make you eat the Scooby snack. You ate it. <laughs> hey, did you know they're originally going to call this show... Either Mysteries Five, mm-hmm. I'll be that one, or Who's Scared? Oh boy! Question mark two S's. Mm, maybe on that one. Who's scared? I could have gotten used to that. Kids would have hated to say it though. Yeah, yeah. Scooby Doo is pretty good. Anybody catching your episode of Who's Scared? Well, there's the one where they took a sh- 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 shit in the back of the machine because they wouldn't pull over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang oh, dog. Man. <laughs> the only other uh, factoid I got here, Adam, is uh, in season two, they actually uh, added the the Josie and the Pussycats music uh, oh, really? crew. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So We'll have more to say about that soon. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Anything else to throw in the Scooby Wagon this week? To round all that out, no, uh, no, that's everything. I bought, 
I bought the first two seasons. I'm more than happy with what I bought. I'll be watching them and enjoying them. Yeah, let me know if there's a commentary on that. That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So in this scene. Like. <laughs> yeah, if the Casey Case had made it, that'd be great. I'm, I'm loving You know, I'm watching those episodes just going like, oh, man, Casey Kasem is killing this, man. Casey He's killing Kasem's it. pretty funny in this. He is great. Uh, full endorsement. Okay, so <laughs> 9 o'clock. Hold on to your hats. It's the Harlem Globetrotters. Yep. That's right. The Harlem Globetrotters. The ones that take on the Washington Senators. Those very ones. <laughs> it's the it's reruns of the 1970 Hanna-Barbera. 22 episode adventures of the famous basketball team who uh, travel the world in their tour bus with their driver slash lover question mark <laughs> granny granny voiced by nancy weisel uh i got a lot you know i got a couple uh, things to say about uh, granny um uh, well quick real quick the voices were scatman Crothers as meadowlark uh awesome. Stu gilliam as curly johnny williams as geese uh robert doquie as pablo robertson and Eddie Rochester Anderson is Bobby Joe Mason. Oh, yes. Rochester, where's my coat? I'm wearing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I watched season two, episode two. Nothing to moon about. Because I figured they were going to hang their butts out, I guess. And that, so. did, that didn't happen. We need to moon the moon. They got a wholesome buzz. It's true. They're playing ball on top of the bus in a court that's balanced somehow on pogo sticks. <laughs> Right off the bat, what? Mm-hmm. It's crazy time. It's a big, big buzz. Uh, Metal Arc explains that they've got to be prepared for their big game in the experimental anti-gravity dome. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're already two steps into Goofyville. Along the way, some hillbilly hicks change the sign of the space center so no one else can come. Chorkling over how the trotters have now made them rich. Uh, as they're the space city rockets who aim to beat our heroes. This is a lot going on already. How long were those hillbillies there? <laughs> Waiting. Uh, <laughs> Professor Satellite puts the trotters through space training. So there's the centrifuge joke and somebody comes out flat. Uh, while spying the rocket's lead, Redneck reveals that they're on the hunt for their family's lost buried treasure. Jesus, how many things are in this episode? Uh, <laughs> that night, the trotters spot them digging for it. It's uh, content rich. It's ridiculous. It's out of control. Curly and Metalark hide in a rocket and are blasted into space accidentally. Lunch, not lunch. No. Uh, <laughs> I wish. They land on the moon all beat up. Curly puts on a space suit and opens the hatch, luckily not murdering Metalark, <laughs> who has to come out anyway uh, in a suit uh, to help Curly. It's spinning out of control. The remaining trotters on Earth begin their experimental game while the other two try to program the ship home, accidentally ordering a pizza hilariously oh. before taking off. Man. The trotters uh, are playing against the uh, redneck team who are cheating their pants off. Uh, Meadow and Curly land right by the game, helping beat the rednecks to their new hit song, Game of Love, mm-hmm. that did not tie into the episode. The Rocket's treasure chest is revealed to be a big jack-in-the-box because a good laugh is worth a million did you laugh while watching the harlem Globetrotters? (laughs) no i was more just like hmm Mm -mm. that's a lot of like okay wow there's a few things going on here like first of all like art wise it doesn't look all that bad 
they've done a pretty good job of, of yeah it looks as good as scooby-doo mm-hmm. doesn't look cheaper yeah yeah I'll give it that so sure they've captured the likenesses of the people really well i remember them when they visited gilligan's island i yep. when i was a kid i went to harlem globe trotters games really always, that's awesome but man. i always pretend i was such a dork i'd pretend to be like whoa <laughs> oh man like i couldn't believe this was happening Oh man! He's, oh really? What? Just he's, super surprised that they were doing goofy acrobatics. He slammed dunk using a forklift. What? You can do that? <laughs> man, uh, so like, first of all, Granny sometimes Granny dresses like a cheerleader, right? Uh, She's supposed, it's supposed to be funny that an old person is a cheerleader. It's more like gross. Where are you going with this? Um, also, this show is is interspersed with songs. Uh, yeah, from their album. Yeah, which honestly, I've heard worse. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I, I like, I own that album. Do it's you pretty really? Good. It's that bouncing around the world. It's there's pretty... a song called Gravy on there. Do you know that one? They like, probably have it. They're decent. Yeah, it's decent. Actually, yeah, I, I wrote right here like I actually enjoy some of these songs. For um, for one of those shows, uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they yeah. weren't even in a band. Why was their song? It was so weird. I know. I they know. were not in a band in this cartoon. Also, I forgot to mention their shitty, stupid dog, Dribbles. Right. Plural, which means he pees. Because you gotta add a damn dog. Really, Dribbles? He, that was the best basketball-related... Does he pee? <laughs> <laughs> Donkey! <laughs> and he could have been a monkey. Ugh! whatever um the show seems flippant somehow like it was like they made it up in one meeting we're like well go like you're committed to this plot and this is how it is yeah you know um there's it's so formulaic that they've actually just got the formula listed on wikipedia (laughs) it tells you exactly how the episode is going to go which means they're going to be traveling to some game they'll get sidetracked they'll find out something and then they'll end up using a basketball game to solve the conundrum right you know but uh man but you know this was uh one one positive thing i mean i'm not saying it's bad there's way worse shows but it's just not very funny but it's not quite nuts enough mm -mm. it does have the distinction of being the first saturday morning cartoon with a predominantly black cast nice which is great you know it's got some pretty good choice it's got some people we know like dolls butler and don messick oh yeah they're the yeah it's the randos mm-hmm. yeah you know <laughs> that's the it, random rednecks and white assholes they meet <laughs> yeah, yeah. perfect 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 um <laughs> this is a hannah Barbera production you know what i thought was interesting watching this it made me understand their appearances on the futurama episodes therein it was like oh yeah they totally would have evolved into like people that could s- solve quantum physics with basketball at yeah, this yeah, rate yeah they're solving all kinds of shit with like, well, how about we throw some basketballs around and solve this problem? They eventually add a female do. add a female member. No, that wouldn't work. Cinder <laughs> 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 female co- dog? A cat for no. a dribble stomp? Nope. Cinder complaints to Adam at Adam <laughs> Um Donkey the skunk. She's a girl skunk. Donkey. She sprays. Donkey should have been the rocket, the white, the redneck team's <laughs> mascot. Their dribbles is Donkey the skunk, <laughs> but they keep calling him cat because they're stupid. Uh, 
So I've seen worse cartoons, but I, I wouldn't go to Get Sojourn. the stink cat. We got to play basketball in the anti-gravity chamber. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, it doesn't make you cry like the... We can move on, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't make you want to exclaim, help! Dot, dot, dot. It's the hair, hair bear, bear bunch. bunch! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Right? Help us. Help us. Hey... Help dot dot. Why did they pause? I don't know. Why, oh, oh, is <laughs> Was there, it whispered? Is there an ellipsis in there? Yeah, it's help exclamation point. Ellipsis dot dot dot. Which I don't know. I don't think you can even do I don't that. Think not really work. I don't think you can do that, Adam. I don't know. So that's weird. This um, feels like the phone call they get at the beginning of Black Christmas. Help! <laughs> Love that movie. So um, this is the premiere. I guess it's the only season. 16 episodes of Harry Laughs, Hanna-Barbera, uh, created by the Ruby Spears team that worked for Hanna-Barbera. So it's a weird hybrid going on. Three bears with hippie names. That's it. One, oh, no, wait. There's actually a, named hippie, right? Well, pretty much. There's not much more. They sneak out of the zoo pretty much like every Hanna-Barbera character. Mm-hmm. Uh, only they ride invisible motorcycles. Not that that means anything. Uh, so, voices of Dawes Butler is Hair Bear, who's a hip Afro wearing <laughs> Phil Silver sound alike. Yeah. Strike while the iron's hot. Wha- so, wait, Phil Silver. So he's like, this is hey, just another Phil Silver's ripoff. It's hey, Top Cat. Hey, you even any kind of? Isn't that what Hair Bear's like? He's like, uh, what's Dawes Butler? So it sounds like, what are you guys doing out here? He sounds even? like Yogi Bear doing Top Cat. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, what we got to do is uh, get ourselves. A d- it's really, really crappy. That's why it's so not memorable. Yeah. Um, It's not. I don't know why they're doing the, because, f- like, yeah, all the. I'll tell you, you know, there's a there's a couple of other recognizable voices here, Adam. Yeah, like, the Paul Winchell's in this. Yeah, Paul Winchell. I, I pulled that out. Somebody played my night. Yeah, he played uh, Booby Bear. Or is it Bubby Bear? <laughs> I think it's probably Bubby. <laughs> Um, boob you boob yeah then it would really be some Yogi Bear territory yeah instead of boo boo it's booby also is, is he's a little more grounded is Dick Dastardly playing two characters here uh, he uh, does have a voice in here somewhere um, uh, yeah. and then Bill Calloway plays the dumb lazy square bear <laughs> who's not square he's just kind of he means well and uh, the abusive uh, mean zookeepers are uh, John Stevenson and Joe E. Ross as Mr. Peevely and his assistant Lionel Botch. Extremely forgettable. They're awful. They are. They have so little awful. You know, this is a bad version of these guys. Yeah, yeah these are like a li- these are like a lame version of the villains from the Littles, right? Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Lame like, version of the guy from Shirt Tales. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. Exactly. And they're and they're ugly looking. They kind of look like the Hong Kong Fui policeman who was big and lumpy for I don't really know why he was because <laughs> he, he was sick. I tell you, did did I already say? Um, I, I know I like I like to hit on the art, so it doesn't look that bad. Uh, do no. you do you agree, Adam? I mean, yeah, it's it's it a solid look looking Hanna Barbera cartoon. It's got a good uh, it's got a good frame rate, good frame good uh, frames per second or whatever. Too, yeah, that's man. true. There's no laziness there, but man, the the intro stinks. It's got a horrible explanatory shit tune with like cowbells. Yeah, it it goes. Uh, 
Help, help. Here come the hair bear. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. How's it go, Adam? It's like, help, help, help. Here come the bears. Oh, it's help, help. Here come the bears. Help, help. It's awful. It's it's a cacophony, if I might. And who's saying it? Yeah, who is saying help? Nobody seems to be constantly... Like, the only this is about bears who want to pull some shit using the other inmates of this of this prison zoo here's a problem i know i was gonna save this to the end but my problem was that it was trying to be uh phil silver show when it should have been hogan's heroes yeah there's like escaping there's, they have those characters line up perfectly it, it's the, the hogan's heroes of course is like magnificent seven based on the seven samurai war right <laughs> but they are but they're trapped there's two dummies. I don't know. I don't know why they went that way. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Which one did you see? Um, like, they all kind of probably are the same. Yeah, I, I definitely watched the first one. What, why'd they leave? <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't even recall, man. I watched. Uh, That's really sad, too, because I just watched it today. They're pretty forgettable. Yeah. Because they're just pulling generic shit. The Top Cat fucking did. Uh, yeah. So I watched Rare Bear Bungle because I was like, who's Rare Bear? I was hoping he'd be all like charred like somebody tried to cook him at Grill Marks or something. Jesus. Uh, so the bears are slacking off, cleaning their cage, but, <laughs> but not. Not really. They're just playing pool, uh, and they're keeping watch using a periscope disguised uh, like a giraffe. Uh, Sweet. P- I like that touch. P- uh, Pvert and Botch are, are suspect chicanery, so they reprimand the animals for acting like animals, like they do in these cartoons. Uh, tr- uh, threatening to send the bears back to the North Woods, which are apparently awful. It's a threat that comes up, I guess. Not the north, not the north woods. Oh. The zookeepers introduce rare bear to the crew, uh, but rare bears are real hayseed. Uh, so the bears are easily impressed by uh, the hair bear's cool secrets, which is like we got switches that make pool tables come up. Even, and we're bears. Uh, hair <laughs> is suspicious that uh, rare bear is actually a spy, but can't prove anything. Four bears dress as tourists to sneak out, but it's just a ruse to stick Rare Bear on a bus out of town. Hare then overhears Peevesley talking on the phone about how expensive Rare Bear is and how totally real he is, and they gotta get that bear back. Yeah. So it's a real bareback situation. Hey. Hard. They gotta. Rare <laughs> Bear pays off a cocky fox who uh, wraps uh, Bananas the Ape in a shag carpet. So I think a reoccurring scheme on this show is that Bananas the Ape has to be in disguise because I looked at like another one real quick and it was oh, like, oh, right. they're doing it again. Bananas the Ape is pretty stupid too. He's dumber than Megilla. I can't escape my feet. <laughs> Shut up. Um, the zookeepers are satisfied and take Bananas the Bear to his new solitary cage. Uh, some helpful monkeys get our three bears out of the zoo and they ride their invisible motorcycles off to find Rare Bear while Bananas is revealed and our bad guys take chase. Uh, in a department store, they spot Rare and everybody crashes around the sports section before following Rare outside again. It was pointless. And the three fall into wet cement, solidified. The three are brought back home uh, for a super spanking where Rare's bus brought him back anyway. The zoo superintendent commends uh, Pevert's new bear statues and forces them to scrub the three clean. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I? Derivative. 
Even, Adam, is this a case of the title being more enticing than the show itself? Everything is more enticing <laughs> till the show's up and moving. You're like, well, uh, oh, well, yeah, that's a problem. It's you know, it's like I don't get the impetus for the hair bears. What do they need? They have everything. They're fed every day. They get out to do what? That's just dumb stuff. It's like if if there were t- if Tennessee Tuxedo was six penguins, Ugh. right? You know, it's like aye, aye, aye. It's well, that's the penguins of Madagascar. Yeah, it's kind of like Tennessee Tuxedo because they're in this, they're in the zoo, they're escaping constantly. And, and the owner, and the owner of the zoo, kind of hates the animals. I hate that conceit. I hate that guy. He's terrible. He's a terrible villain. He's, he, you know what I mean. He's like, there's, he looks like a normal guy. He looks like a schmuck. You know what happened is Ranger Smith is like the perfect archetype. He has to have Yogi Bear there, and he loves the forest. So. Yep. His anger is specifically at Yogi and not the animals. And all these other shows, it's just like they're like, I hate these animals. If only the zoo were free of them, we could really do some business. I'm going to sell them to get made into, you know, pillowcases. They won't let them leave. They won't let them be happy. I hate this situation. This is just Oranges of the New Hair Bear. (laughs) Adam, so all in all, I give this, this is one of those where the thumb hovers in the middle. You know what I mean? It's like it's not offensive to me, and yet it's not mm. good enough to recommend. I thought it was well-worn material, and most importantly, number one, mm. not enough about hair. Right. Case closed. Amen to that. I was like, where's the hair? Where is it? Next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got another premiere. It's 10 o'clock, and it's the Pebbles and Bam Bam show. What? They get their own show? The bam, the bam, bam show. They don't. It doesn't. I don't even know what it says right there. Do you? And they'll be Fred and Barney too. So yabba dabba do. This is the first spinoff. That's right. Six. They made it sixteen whole episodes before they said, "All right, don't do this." Yeah. Over what two years, Adam? I guess it's just one. One. Maybe it petered out. I don't I know. Think, I think you're right because they go after this. They do Flintstone funnies. Then they become a different thing somewhere else. They, they might. It might have aged in a year too. I don't really under, understand their ages and subsequent appearances. Yeah, yeah. So because the next the next show is a variety show. Yeah, kinda, and they're yeah. kind of like in the Scooby situation there. But anyway, we're talking yeah, about the Pebbles and Bam Bam show. This is where we're at right now. Where they're teens at Bedrock High. And their band, The Heights, I mean, the Bedrock Rockers, are a gang of shrill losers. (laughs) And again, like I said, I think when we talked about this before, uh, I think it ultimately fails in not exploring the 60s conceit, you know, all in the family style, about hippies and stuff, you know, uh, the way the original Flintstones focused on 1950s sitcoms. That would have been a good progression that we all went along with, but whatever, uh, we got, and speaking of all in the family, we have Sally Struthers as Pebbles, Jay North, Dennis Semenis as BM BM. As Pebbles. Now, does Sally Struthers do her, all the, uh, her voice all the way through? Just this. Immediately after this, these two move on. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but also, we got Mitzi McCall as uh, <laughs> Pebbles lesbian gal pal Penny. Tell me she's not a lesbian. Look at that hair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, is her voice done by the woman that does Velma? No, uh, she actually uh, went on to do the voice of Mother Goose on Mother Goose and Grimm, but she's not so much known for that as she is as one of the non-Beatles acts that appeared on the faithful 1964 Ed Sullivan show, doing a bit with Charlie Brill. That night? No one gives a shit about. 
Can you imagine? Are you talking about that, that nine on the Beatles? Yes. Oh. I want to hold your hand. <sighs> and now we go to a diner. <laughs> Adam, you, hey. <laughs> you know what? If you if you'd like if you'd like to learn more about that, there's an NPR uh, This American Life episode that's all about oh no kid that couple that comedy couple yeah that, that, that went on and that's them and how like yeah they're yeah. like what so you need to you need people to, hated you them. need to look it up and check it out because they talk about how daunting it was <laughs> you know what I'm they're saying like what we totally aren't aware of something going on but it's sure not us yeah they had no clue it was fascinating though but that's an interesting link. I'm home from work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, anyway, there's more people on this show, including yeah. the aptly named Gay Hartwig, uh, who plays the operatic annoying Wiggy, who was whack, and Pebble's romantic antagonist, Cindy, as well as Betty Rubble this time out. Neat, huh? Betty also, Rubble. Yeah. Also, Lenny Weinreb uh, played the horrible and obnoxious know-it-all uh, Moonrock. Actually, I played a horrible character named Moonrock. You hate Moonrock. He sucks. I don't. I don't care for who, that. Who plays Schleprock? Schleprock, who's <laughs> obnoxiously gloomy with bad luck, is Don Messick. Oh, yeah. gloom in the room. Woozy, woozy, wow, wow. There's like a little rain cloud over him half the time. Man, Schleprock's dope, man. <laughs> I, I know. I kind of wish the show was more about him. <laughs> he's so weird. And he's got like really weird black Flintstone clothing. Yeah, you can't see his face, right? He's got his hat wow. over his eyes. And he's, and Ooh, nobody loves me and I kill everything I touch. Yeah, like, why don't they push him around in a cart? I don't know. That's well, funny. They have, it's like a boat, <laughs> like in Cabin Boy when they put Chris Elliott on in that tiny boat. They have him like way behind on a tiny little oh, sub that, car. that's why. Because he's got the bad luck. <laughs> In the first episode, uh, Bam Bam just pulls up in a car with him, and they're like, "Oh God, you brought Schleprock!" Oh, you awesome! Know? And then by the I se- do want to see that by the second and third episode, they're like, "We can't have Schleprock near us." <laughs> <laughs> Wiggy died. Also, uh, we got Alan Reed, Gene Vanderpile, and Mel Blanc returning as you know the Flintstones. Fred and Bonnie too. Actually, Adam. Fred's wife, Wilma. Can I can I throw in a little something here? Surely. It's Sliprock. Um. Who me? Nobody loves me. Woozy woozy woo woo woo. Sliprock is simply a redoing of Mel Blanc's character from the Jack Benny show that would show up and talk about his wife. Remember, he would show up and they'd be uh, like, Ken, oh, Ken Peck's husband. Know. Yeah, don't you think? Oh, that's pretty much. Yeah, that that's Sliprock's voice. I'm telling oh, oh, sugar pie or whatever he called it. Sugar <laughs> lumps. He's always making. He's jokes. not in the band though, is he? Huh? Well, it's not. First of all, it's not Mel Blanc, is it? No, it's uh, Don Messick. So this is just Don Messick doing an impression of Mel Blanc, <laughs> essentially, right? I don't know. That must be what's going on. Uh, uh, is it Jack Benny? I believe it is. I, I hope it's not. Or Mel Blanc couldn't do the voice anymore. It's mm-hmm. always a possibility. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Could so, be. So what Mel- did what did we watch? <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched uh, episode seven. Um, you know, uh, th- there's so a couple of, a couple of episodes I watched here. The first one is um, Pebbles really wants a part and a play. 
So she decides that the only way that she could possibly make this happen is to take up take up the dark art of witchcraft. Oh, I saw the that was <laughs> one of these. That? I didn't watch it though. So she goes and finds a witch, and the witch tells her uh, how a to witch? how to properly worship Satan. Wow. And, uh, well, they don't say that, of course, but uh, they. So what happens? They is, go to Satan's house because he's like, "I'm not dead yet." Well, she teaches her my trick, right? And uh, so, like, she's supposed to be able to. She needs to learn this trick so she can uh, win this talent show against this girl that she oh hates, my right? God. Because Bam Bam in the beginning, he's like, "I know, I heard this girl got the part. You're not going to do something crazy, are you?" And Pebbles is like. I would never. And then she's like, girls, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, man. I was hoping it was going to turn into a Stone Age, the craft. Oh, well, not, uh, not Emerald. So l- listen, listen to where this goes, Adam. Like, she goes back to the house because she wants to try out a magic trick on, uh, like, uh, Bam Bam, right? She's always pulling shit on Bam Bam. He just puts up with it because it's so good, I guess. But Bam Bam's not home. Only one person. Guess who? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Put me in a corner, I guess. I don't have a job anymore, Fred. (laughs) Betty, Betty's working with your wife. I'm a helicopter dad. So, Barney's there, and uh, Pebbles is like, I'm going to turn you into a frog, right? And several things interesting about this to me. Uh, First of all, they earlier... Another animal episode? Well, okay, so earlier in the episode, she's making a witch's brew, and she's like, get me some leg of dino toad, right? And I'm like, dino oh. toad. And, and I said to myself, you know, like, didn't toads exist back then? They didn't have to make up a dino toad, right? Oh, why? What makes it a dino toad? Yeah, so then she's like, all right, I want to spell. Like, oh, you mean just a regular toad? Yeah, I'll be right back. Well, well, then she's like, I want to turn somebody into a frog. And they're like, frog, okay. So I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> so frogs, frogs are fine. Yes. I said a dino frog. Oh, forget anyway, it. Anyway, Adam, I don't mean to get mired. This thing's going to kill everyone. So she that goes, is a problem. She goes to turn Barney into a frog, and uh, like he disappears. He he sees a sandwich and walks off, and a frog jumps in the house or something. So she thinks, oh, kill it. She thinks she's done it. That's the crux of the rest of the episode, that is they carry this frog around to different places, and they, they're calling it Barney, and... Uh, and they, they we co- saw another one of these where they thought an animal was Barney. Really? <sighs> they refer to him as fun, as happy and short, oh like three God. times. But uh, yeah, like a hippo, a dino. Excuse me, dinopotamus ate like a uh, walkie-talkie, and then everybody was like, "Oh no, Barney's in the." Uh, they're dumb. <laughs> so anyway, that's the one I watched. Of course, it turns out. You know that he was never a frog, and he comes in, he's like, oh, "I was never a frog," and they uh. Uh, How dare you? On from there. So. How dare you call me a frog? But still pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. And then the next one I saw uh, was was uh, Bam Pebbles makes over Schleprock. Oh, that's she, that's. I think that's the episode to watch out of these so far. You think so? Schle- anything heavy schleppy? Yeah, you caught that one. Which also the word schlep appears in a lot of these nineteen seventies. Yeah, explain cartoon. that to me, man. I feel like I don't know that what what launched that into popularity because I heard it on Happy Days, uh, their schlep car. Yeah, what they say? And, and they're no saying like schlepping something up a hill. Yeah, or, was it uh, Yiddish or something? It's I mean, it sounds Yiddish. I hope it's not some racist term from around <laughs> the years. But can't believe how much they use schlep on every Saturday morning. Yeah, I kind of like it. I kind of like it though with schlep rock. 
You know, it's, it's a, out of, but why is that word so popular? Like, is everybody so starved for slang? Yeah, it's like, what if it was a, his name Trippy was Rock, Schlamazel, Giggity or Rock, Schlamiel and Schlamazel. Giggity Rock or uh, Jiggy Rock, Woozy Woozy. I guess Jiggy Rock's about as bad as it get. <laughs> um, the episode I watched, they hear Bam Bam singing in the shower. It's not as hot. At first, uh, and uh, he's a great singer as long as he's naked and getting wet. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then, uh, you know, this there's a bad <laughs> bunch of bikers in a band called the Bronto Bunch that like they're 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 gonna they're gonna audition for Wood Rock, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about Ooh. as good as it gets here. Sears and Row Rock. So they, they yank the shower curtain off of uh, Bam Bam's portable shower at Woodrock, revealing him uh, in a pretty sexy uh, green uh, mankini, I guess. Mm. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Not not really what I wanted. But it was so, right. like, he's in the shower and he's wearing a bikini? I thought he was going to be naked. I was like, where is this going? Because we could get to the streaking. That'd be something. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but they screw up and uh, the shower breaks. Everything breaks. Whatever. It's all. Why would it work out? Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, here's what I don't get. They're in a band, you know, a groovy type band. I don't get all the, the big school band music that they use as uh, the main theme here. Yeah. They're not in the school band. Dun, 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 it's the moon, moon, They're not nerds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point, Adam. Again, this, they're so rah-rah. This series should have been a Stone Age Days to Confuse. That's yeah. my only problem with it. Man. It's just not quite what it... I think it should be. Hey, Adam. Um, Sorry. I, I, while I was watching this, uh, after one I'm finished, it skipped on to a more current one. I, I mean, a newer one. And uh, I saw a bit of that adult Pebbles and Bam Bam. Oh, where they're like getting married or something? Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They have a kid, actually. Or, oh, that's or she's right. pre- pregnant or something like that. Too far. Yeah. That's yeah. disgusting. What did you do to my son? Hey, Barney's mad? Yeah, yeah. Calm down, Barney. So like, to- <laughs> adult Bam Bam just wears like a, a dark green shirt, no pants, and that's still that same helmet, right? And yeah, then, I, still under, I still don't understand why he wears a special helmet. Me either. His whole when life. You, when you <laughs> does, does the baby have it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess they're like, how are you going to know it's him? Well, he has white hair. Yeah, pretty hard to forget who he is. So you know what? I just one part I thought was lazy was uh, in when they were adults. They were like, "Hey, let's watch this video on the VCR," and he and goes over. I don't remember them filming this. There's a rock VCR, and he puts a tape in it and plays. And they they don't even have like a bird in it or anything like that. Running on a tape, yeah, thing made of stone. I don't know what the process would be. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Let's watch the DVR. I don't like adult pebbles hair. Twack. <laughs> I don't remember what. And she you does can with quote. It. Me. Oh, it's big. Right. It, well, it kind of like it's like Peg Bundy's. Yeah, it, it spirals out like this. Right. You know, right. It's, it's just not it's supposed as good. to be her hair with a little of Wilma's. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think they give anything a a Betty and Barney to Bam Bam, but he is adopted. Oh, that's right. Yeah, or he's a foundling. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Well, anyway, so Flintstones meet the Flintstones. We'll re-meet them again. Yeah, but let's have a gay old time. Watch <laughs> ten thirty. Archie's TV funnies. <laughs> What's funny? Why watch that? Sixteen episodes by Filmation. This is the fourth Archie series. Why? 
Why is there four of these already? This is the fourth? They said make another one. This time planting the gang as owners of a local TV station where they would play animated versions of your favorite comic strips. So there's not so much Archie cartoon here. And also I couldn't find an episode of this. So is it lost? Of Archie's TV funnies? Yeah, I could not find a complete episode or like a complete episode of the cartoon sub the comic strip based cartoons which are dick tracy the captain and the kids emmy lou nancy the dropouts moon mullins smoky stover and broomhilda heard of any of those Mm-mm. i think i knew nancy dick tracy and uh, broomhilda who was like an alcoholic so i really don't know what they would have done with her she like smoked so Adam, these are these that you're looking for. They're the same ones that feature the bad voice. Uh... Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Still featuring the voices of Dallas McKinnon, Howard Morris, sure. Jane Webb, and John Irwin. See, yeah, okay, because this is the first week I noticed that they actually cross over into these other shows. Yeah, yeah. So and and I noticed that uh, on um, Sabrina, they still have the same voices as yep, this so version. That's probably why they're so like lax about them. I guess appearing on this one is more of a bumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Adam. They are pretty much in the next show. So we've talked. We've talked about this show several times. We'll talk about it again for people that haven't tuned in before. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about Archie? It's uh, honestly, you know, I just want to say. Out of the, we got three filmations in a row. And yeah, that's a that's a pretty brutal block. It's important to me for some unexplainable reason that I put them in an order. Sure. And uh, so I just want to say this: All this right. is at the top or the middle. This is at the bottom. <laughs> Archie is the worst of the three. So you don't like my show? Hi, that's me, Archie. Sounds they, like Edith, oddly enough. Well, they don't even come close to hitting the mark on Archie. I mean, and, uh, you know, because this is not how I pictured any of these characters to be. You watch Sabrina, you watch Josie, and, and you recognize the characters. They're exactly who you know they're going to be. And then well, you watch cool. Archie, and Betty's like, hey, y'all. Let's you know. Let's get a seven year old block. Well, I never realized reading the Archie comics that they were all uh, dumb as a pile of shit. <laughs> uh, because the way they talk is just like Durr! they might as well say "dar" before everything. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were kind of quiet and trying to be cool in those old awful eighties Archies that I read. But apparently, they were big dorks. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught them. Uh, I'm going to talk about them past this because I looked at the crossover episodes. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, so I think Archie's TV's TV funnies is partially lost media. Uh, you mm-hmm. could probably piece a little bit of it together. Episode titles included <coughs> Escaped Hippo, <laughs> Reggie's Soap Opera, uh, and, and this is the one that caught my attention Wha- Wacky Races Archie Style. <laughs> uh, no way. That's the so name of it the would episode? just be all of them racing, eh? Is that the name of the episode for real? Wacky races, Archie style. Well, subtle illusion. Couldn't they say Archie races? So was wacky, <sighs> wacky races was already done by this time? I mean, nineteen seventy one. I guess so, huh? If it, if they're doing it Archie style, you ever done it Archie style? <laughs> no, no. It's a uh, cross hatched. I'd like to see that. <laughs> you know, it's funny. And the Simpsons couch gag last week was wacky races. So oh, that's right. Yeah, this is the wacky races triumvirate. Wacky races, oh man, uh, we'll meet that again one day. But speaking of re-meeting characters, okay, so at 11 <laughs> o'clock, yeah. it's the Sabrina the Teenage Witch show, which uh, is from 1970, lasted one season like this. Uh, it was a spun-off from the Archie Comedy Hour, 
which I guess this is all following. Uh, it featured the titular teen sorceress and her life in Riverdale with, you know, just off and to the left of not, the Archies. Not, yeah. With her own kind of crew. Uh, but the Archies were still involved. Uh, but also it featured the groovy ghoulies who went to a school down the road called Horrid Hall. Mm-hmm. Even though you what don't, the hell? You don't see the groovy ghoulies being rebooted. Yeah, that's weird. Do you? I mean, we've seen Sabrina come back several times. Seems like they would. But uh, uh, Alice anyway. Cooper loves. Hell, she Co- just came. I love Groovy Ghoulies, right? Who? She just came back. Sabrina did. That's right. With uh, with like more about Satan and stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. Satan here. No. Just good old Jane Webb, John Irwin, Dallas McKinnon, Howard Morris, Don Messick, Larry Storch. What a fun! Group. Oh, from F Troop. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, theme- the nerdiest. The theme, the theme song was this weird country ditty that kind of sounded like I'm a nut. Sabrina. I'm a nut. Yeah. Sabrina and her friends. She's a teenage where she's marrying age. <laughs> Good color. I love the color of this show. Really? I thought it really popped for one of these terrible Archie uh, re- let imitations. Me you, let me put you on the spot, Adam. Don't you think Ooh. Don't you think the art in general is just slightly better on the show than Archie? Yeah, Sabrina looks better. And the Archie characters show up. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somehow they're a little more tolerable here. Yeah, they're very similar, very similar. You know, because first of all, I saw one where uh, Jughead shows up and he's got hot. Somebody f- say my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How's it going, folks? He's got Hot Dog, the dog, with him. By the, by the hot Papa dog. Smurf. Whoa, cool kids. Oh dear. And uh, you know, in case you haven't heard me rant before, I, I hate hot dog. We've because all heard. We've all read the email. <laughs> he monologues, but only <laughs> only inner monologues. No one hears him. Yeah, he's Garfield. He hears thoughts. But Adam, when he runs into the uh, what's the cat's name? Oh, on here? Crap. I don't uh, remember. Um, uh, shit. Oh, people are yelling. At... It's Pussyfoot! It's Pussyfoot! I don't remember. I can't think of the cat. Oh, Salem? Salem? Do you mean Salem? Salem? Yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> when, when Salem runs into the dog on here, <laughs> you can hear the dog's thoughts, but not Salem's. So. Yeah, you know what? That really shocked me. I didn't hear Salem talk. Mm-mm. Why or why, think? Why did... Come on. Did Salem not talk in the comic? I... I just figured he talked in all of them because they went Mm-mm. to such great lengths to make him talk on the '90s one. Yeah, I double they needed him to talk. You know, I wonder if I'm sure he talked on the on Sabrina the animated series, which came in the yeah. '90s. You know, but um, anyway, Definitely. he doesn't hear same Br- guy Nick. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, right, because <laughs> filmation is about missed opportunities. Sure, sure. <laughs> This, I feel like this is one of the one of the, the better outings of the of filmation. Yeah, the Sabrina show focused yeah. on her. She's not terribly interesting, but she's fun. Yeah, she's not she she's not uh, uh, abrasive to you. You know, she's not like grating on your nerves. No, uh, her uh, teleportation use is pretty reckless. I'll give <laughs> I'll give that a, a stern. I found myself being interested in her family. Yeah, and, and Hilda. You know, yeah, and there's also like there's a there's an evil witch woman, not evil. Her Aunt Hilda is more traditional. Is, is that witch. is her? You know, the old, the tall one. <laughs> yeah, there's a tall, younger looking one. That's Helga. Helga, yeah, Helga is pretty interesting. Uh, she's kind of, I think, Sabrina's adversary. A touch there. 
right? And uh, or it seemed like she was fucking with Sabrina to me. But anyway, I found myself wondering, like, are these characters from the comic? Are the and are these characters? That, I believe they are. Yeah, they sh- they should be right. So yeah, they might be a little more Casper cutesy. I believe in the comics, Sabrina's a little younger, maybe. Hmm. And and did any I don't want to mix this up with uh, Wendy the witch though. <laughs> right, <hard>. right, right. <laughs> but hey, Adam, you know what? It got me thinking. You know, no matter what I was thinking or about, you know, it generated thought and, and interest in me, which is more than Archie did. Yeah, Archie just makes my ears bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at least with this, I was like, I wonder. That's that's interesting. Like her family. Uh, so <laughs> i mean you, they'll use magic to get out of their mess but still yeah yeah honestly the lowest the lowest part of the show is when the archie gang shows up yeah it's like oh no not these jerks <laughs> yeah yeah oh no they've come to put, make this pedestrian sabrina do something about their voices i've got sabrina listed as second in my top three filmation shows in this block oh sure sure the archie block Right. Yeah, Archie still Sabrina hasn't given Archie those abs yet, so he's not quite as interesting as he will be in current climate. Mm-hmm. So after we uh, finish talking about the next show, Adam, oh, I'm gonna Lord. I'm gonna force you to, to to put him in your top three mm-hmm. order too. I'll, I'll reiterate <laughs> mine. <laughs> so, so I watched the episode "Rose Colored Glasses," uh, where Aunt Hilda pays her nephews at Horrible Hall a visit, uh, crashing into a stone column. She cracks her rose-colored glasses, which she uses to make bad things look beautiful. I guess she sleeps with some really ugly they're, guys. They're traditional. That's pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I look at myself in the mirror. Hold it's on. I good. gotta get something off the nightstand. <laughs> Put these on. Uh, uh, the ghoulies alert her to an optometrist near Sabrina's normie school. Uh, so Sabrina agrees to drop the glasses off on the way. She doesn't. Mr. Weatherby chastises a tardy Sabrina and somehow ends up wearing Aunt Hilda's magical specs. Oh, no. Mr. Weatherby loses his shit immediately. <laughs> Suddenly, Riverdale swings. Gross. This is where things get really crazy. Miss Grundy looks like a foxy redhead, and Mr. Weatherby chases her down the halls with his tongue hanging out and tells her to call him Tiger. <laughs> Please stop. <clears throat> Fucking yikes. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> So if you folks aren't too aroused, I'll continue. <laughs> Sabrina magics Mr. Weatherby back to his office where he floats around, scaring off Jughead. Good. So he does some great stuff in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Jughead line. He flies out the window in a daze, and Hilda realizes her glasses weren't delivered to the optometrist. Bullshit, she says. I can't believe it. They said bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> they'll never hear that again. So she puts bullshit. the ghoulies on the case. Why? I don't know. Uh, Sabrina gives the dime on Mr. W to the ghoulies. Uh, so Sabrina disi- uh, disguises Frankie, the Frankenstein monster, as a woman, and he's able to make Mr. Weatherby chase after him now. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> Sabrina switches glasses, and the ghoulies take the rose-colored goggles to the optometrist. Ah, Reggie, having witnessed Mr. Weatherby's insane flying abilities, deduces that the glasses must be magic. I guess he's like a real... He's the only one that kind of notices Sabrina's magic and tries to call her out and fails to because he's Reggie. What a douche. I hate Reggie. I love Reggie. (laughs) He sucks. Uh... He, uh, he wants to steal the glasses, but now they're the normal glasses. 
and he ends up running headfirst into a brick wall. Jesus! And he's lying unconscious in front of Archie. The big bash in his head seeing stars. Uh, Archie's ordered to take Reggie to the clinic because he's probably going to be different now. Then Miss Grundy arrives in a tight red safari outfit with a whip, chasing and snapping after a terrified Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> what the hell? That that all sounds amazing. It's not even the end. Frankie <laughs> Frankie blushes, still in drag, and gloats how Mr. Weatherby asked him to prom. <laughs> the abominations all laugh at the preposterous thought of two men going to prom together. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know, this is a pretty good use of Archie and company. I mean, what the fuck? But this works. I'll it's, give it that. It's better than they get used on their own show. This is Yeah, no kidding. I like this. I like and this. I especially love no dance, no music. Yeah, there's no uh, music. That's right. It's a great point, Adam. I don't even know. All that garbage. That. I like this. I like this. This is better than Archie. Good so. to see a female lead. Mm-hmm. Say that too. Yeah, yeah. Surprise! This surprised me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I expected to hate my life the whole time I watched this. I did not. I mean, I I did not hate my life. So is that wait? Is, yeah, that's the end of the filmation ones. Why? You oh well, did order? you? Wait, you didn't already go over Josie, did you? Oh, she's a uh, Josie and the Pussycats. The next show is Hanna Barbera. Josie and the Pussycats is Hanna mm-hmm. Barbera. Yep. Oh, so she, but is she part of the Archieverse though? She's part of the Archieverse, but they didn't get her. Oh, <laughs> Filmation didn't okay, get her. Okay, that explains the why it looks so different. Because you know what probably happened? Filmation got kind of a cheap deal on Archie, and it did okay, and the the band blew up. So then they were like, "Well, you can buy Sabrina," and they were like, "That costs too much." Now. Oh, I see. We'll, we'll add our characters, the Groovy Ghoulies, to that too. I see. Sort of still use our lease on Archie, and then we're out of money because that's filmation. Meanwhile, Hannah Barbera is like Josie and the Pussycat. Pussycat's bought. Oh man, this guy—it's got a superior theme song. Uh, Josie and the Pussy. What's well, from 1970? Uh, we've talked about this a few ears times. Ears for hats. Yeah, they do have uh, ears for hats. They man. Tails for ass. <laughs> it looks great. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a fun uh, show. I, yeah. I recommend Josie and the Pussycats too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you wonder, Adam. The one I watched, I always, I'm always like, my number one question is always, why do they hang with Alexandra? Yeah, the Josie and the Pussycats crew hangs out with their manager's shitty sister. Yeah, is, is why? It, it's either Alexandria or Alexandra. I'm not sure. I think it's Alexandria. Yeah. So the they have a shaggy rip off. No, it's draw. One of the pussycats God. is a is a shaggy rib off and he was like, Hey man Yeah, their their manager or oh, yeah. booking agent. I don't know what he is. So his sister Gaudy is, Shaggy. His sister's like the Betty of this piece, you know? And uh right? Betty, Alexandria? Or uh, no not Betty, but uh Veronica. Well, anyway, in the one I was watching, uh she had set it up. <laughs> So that Josie and the Pussycats would jump on a plane and get flown to a remote area in Africa and dropped off where they would like be stuck for starving Marvin. Yeah, that's insane. So that he, yeah, she she pulls some <laughs> shit on this show, doesn't she? Yeah, the, the sister to the manager, which is so weird. That is just a that is a rude prank right there <laughs> you know what I mean? And like the only reason it goes wrong is because right as they're about to close the door. 
her brother's like, hey, Alexander, man, you better get on the plane, man. He grabs her, you know. And then, He's like, fried. He, he uses up the money that Puscat's made immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he spent it all on something. We need another tour. We got to travel by cargo. I need new shades, man. He does. Um, so they get in there, and they're, and they're about 30, you know, about one minute into the flight. Alexandra's just sitting on a box with her legs crossed, like, oh, oh God. And then her brother's like, Alexandra. Her brother's like, Alexandra, man, did you um happen to book us on a flight trying to ditch us in Africa? And she's like, yes. <laughs> that, that's just cut to the outside of the plane. Ah! You got punked. You know, oh my God. that's I can't believe she's pulling shit like she that. She straight up tries to kill Josie <laughs> and some, some of the them, stuff I've seen. That's amazing. <laughs> Why is she? Why is she here? There's too yeah. many. Again, well, there's too many hangers on. Yeah, yeah. to the pussycats. They could do without that manager. I think that even. hot guy. Why don't they make the hot guy the manager and then get rid of Shaggy? Oh yeah, too. And uh, yeah. why is he there just to bone Josie? Well, yeah, and they're always. You know, Alexandra. I think she wants that guy too, right? She wants everything Josie has, including <laughs> her soul. Uh, so. Um, Adam, who do uh, they like fight with anyway? Like, I can't remember what happened the last time we watched them. You mean like, do they have a? Who their adversaries tend to be? Who are their misfits? <laughs> or does it tend to be like Scooby Doo? Just... Somebody's trying to scare off people. Do they do that kind of mystery solving bit? No, not a lot of that. Uh, you know, I, I think usually Alexandra puts them in some kind of bad spot, and then one of them gets kidnapped, and they got to kind of okay. So there's bad guys. Them. Yeah, the you know they're more environmentally, you know, like they went to Africa and then like they got caught. Oh, I see. I you see. know, like there was probably witch doctors and stuff. It's <laughs> not cool. But, um, well, they are a product of the time. Yeah, but you know what? So, um, <laughs> so Adam, uh, where, where do you put the Archie, the Archie three? Oh, oh um, in order. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, that makes it really hard. Um, yeah. Well, I think Josie and the Pussycats uh, gets the job done mm-hmm. on every level. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sabrina has the terrible Archie characters in there, too. Oh. Which, while well used, are obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And Josie looks a little more fluid than Filmation could hope. Thanks for that money. I, I would say maybe the Sabrina color work is a little better. Oh, okay. But it is, well... They're both based yeah. on comics, but then mm-hmm. the Josie one looks more like a Hanna Barbera thing than than the, the other two. Yeah, but I still I think Josie's the superior show to Sabrina, which is the superior show to Archie's TV dump hole. All right, Sloach's so, Fun House. So your list is the same as mine, then. Oh, good. Hmm. I hate it when we fight. <laughs> <laughs> so you know this, you know, so Sabrina is definitely winning. It's pretty good uh, from Filmation. Yeah, definitely. Um. I watched the. I went ahead and watched the episode of Scooby Doo where they meet Josie and the Pussycats because they're so. Oh, how, how was that? It was. It was. It was pretty. Pretty much what you thought it would be. Uh, the Mister Machine is on their continued drive, uh, and they come in the across bog. yeah a spooky old abandoned riverboat where they run into Josie and the Pussycats. Um, and because Alexander's had them sent to the swamp. Yeah, their stupid uh, manager booked them this moronic gig on this crappy boat. Is it the same manager, too? Yeah, it's always the shaggy manager. Okay. 
And for some reason, Alexandria introduces herself as the star of this group. She doesn't do anything. What does she do? <laughs> She's there to complain. So there's like, you know, some, so there's like two ghosts on this. So there's twice as many ghosts for twice as many, because the characters are doubled. Why shouldn't the ghosts be? Uh, Captain Scavenger is one of them, and Injun Joe is the other one. Oof. Uh, what was uh, interesting was, let's see, the interaction between Sebastian the cat and Scooby-Doo. Sebastian's not very interesting. Their, their cat character, he doesn't really do that much. No, no. He's a little like Muttley, but that's... But barely. Um, and, and this is, you know, the ten percent where they added a cat instead of a dog. Yeah, he's 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 not a Scooby surrogate by any amount. No. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, it was really. It was really weird. They, Alexander just shoves Josie off the boat at one point. <laughs> what? To kill Josie her. should have a restraining order against her. I don't know if Josie's... You know, Josie's not very talkative. She's not really front and center. She kind of looks like uh, Patty from uh, Peanuts. Mm-hmm. She's not much of a leader either, I don't she think. She doesn't really do that much. No, no. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, at one point, both the Casey Kasems are together terrified. And I thought, well, that's, I don't know if that's a mistake to yeah. put the same was character it, together. How, was it interesting? Like, then? like, let's, let's go, go. <laughs> a little much. Really? You can really tell there. But I did find out uh, Melody, uh, the stupid one, uh, her voice was Jackie Joseph. And you might remember her from Gremlins as Mrs. Futterman. Say cheese, Murray. But oh. she was also the original Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors in 1960. Oh, very nice. And she married Tackleberry in Police Academy 4. <laughs> nice. Uh, but Melody's singing voice is Cheryl Ladd from uh, oh. Charlie's Angels. She was the second blonde one. That's amazing. Uh, but she was also uh, in Satan's School for Girls. <laughs> Uh, but most people know her recently from uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson as Linnell Shapiro. Yeah, oh, I saw Can that. I it? saw that. She looked, She was good. She looked, That's her. She looked pretty good still. Did she uh, say Not something dumb and go, hee-hee-hee, like Melody would? <laughs> what a dumb-dumb. I definitely recommend it. It's it's a Ryan, <laughs> it's a Ryan Murphy uh, production, right? And uh, uh, But Josie's and Pussycats are pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. But they they're, get not quite, approval. they're not quite a carbon copy of scooby-doo as hard as we kind of said they were yeah i didn't mean it that's yeah I agree. it's really just the shaggies are the same i agree they're not constantly running from uh stuff like scooby-doo like uh, you know, yeah and their lead that. dude is more of a dumb piece of arm candy clearly yeah he, that's yeah fine he's kind of just go he, he turns alexandra into an all-day sucker he floats through the scenes. He's not like yeah, he's, he's out not of like it. Fred. Him he, and Josie are kind of out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I don't like they really... Melody's out of it too. It's really like Alexandra, sometimes the manager, and Valerie. Yeah, I want Valerie's the smart one. She's smarter than Fred and Velma. They never pair her up with Velma. I thought that was an interesting miss. Oh. I'm going to check smart ones. You know what, Adam? I'm going to check that out next time. Either uh, Josie or Scooby Doo come up, so because I want to see it. (laughs) You will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. More Scooby talk. That's what this show needs. (laughs) Nobody else out there is talking about Scooby either. Yeah. So, 
you uh is it you didn't uh venture on into the 12 p.m slot did you you with live action what comes on oh yeah that's right we sounds don't... like a real jungle out there we don't always watch live action stuff. Man. Well, it's sometimes like, the Saturday morning cartoons end, and they're like, uh, "Oh yeah, then Bewitched is on." Or yeah, yeah. Or in Bewitched. this case, the monkeys. Yeah, this is the monkeys, and uh, hey, this hey. Is, as everybody knows, this is America's taking the Beatles. Blah blah blah. It, oh, you're right, Davy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I did notice? Like they're they're the monkeys with uh, with two E's, and the Beatles. You know, there's the Beatles yeah, with beat. the EA. Beat is in there. It's like the monkey's name caught the excess E's that the Beatles threw out of the <laughs> Wait a minute, what's the funny twist of the monkeys? Like, shouldn't it be monkey? It it's already be, like that. It should be E Y, but it's E E. What's the joke? It's spelled M O K M O N K E E S. Keys something K E E S. The only joke I can see is that they misspelled an animal name just like the Beatles. Whoa! Wow, that's like. So it took two minutes to come up with this. You know, let me just run What's through. What's wild like the Beatles? Monkeys, yeah, they're the monkeys. Yeah, make one of them British. We can afford one Brit. They're all from America, it seems like, except one, which uh, I guess Peter Torque. I don't even know. Who knows? Who cares? Well, but not Davy Jones. Don't at me, people. Nobody cares. All the monkey fans we got on here. Sorry, folks. I don't know. Wait, so, what is an episode of the monkeys? Because I never really caught on. I, I think I've seen Head. It's kind of like if you had the movie Help mixed with uh, H.R. Puff and stuff. Ooh, that sounds goofy. You know? Well, I mean, I'm not saying there's puppets, but they're in kind of a makeshift. They're like, the puppets. They're in a weird little house that opens and is very, it's very compartmentalized, you know. And like in the first episode, they're talking about some aliens or something like that, and then one of, and one of them's like, "Aliens don't exist," and and then like some aliens. They probe me bottom. <laughs> I remember only one of them British. So, uh, so like, <laughs> then some aliens show up, and they're like, they're in an alien band, and they're like, can can we, we get a want a rock? Can we get a guitar string? And then you oh know, my. what's his name, Peter Tork or whatever is like. Oh, in our planetary yeah. system, a guitar string is a newborn baby. Yeah, and then they're like, "Where's our, where's our <laughs> guitar amp?" And he's like, "Oh, I loaned it out or something." And then like to the Jolly Green Giants band. What? And then then this band shows up at the, the door, it's and the feet, and they're all green with leaf on their head, just like the Jolly Green Giant. And they're like, "Let me get that t- pick," Whoa. you know. And uh, Family Guy's ripping them off. Yep. So they cut to Family a Family bu- Guy, are you aware of the monkeys? <laughs> they cut to a bunch of songs, just like I'm sure you knew they would, right? Oh my goodness. There was a gratuitous shirtless scene. With the monkeys? Yeah. It's like How yeah, good so could weird. that have been? So weird. I don't well, know. Well, I guess forward that to me. Also, Adam. I, this is what See this is what I really want to share with you here, which is um they have a Q and A. In the monkeys episode, and and keep in mind, this is coming on at the end of the Saturday morning lineup, right after Josie and the Pussycats. Nineteen seventy one. Yeah, yeah. So they're in this. I watched one of the Q and A's. It was at the tail end of one of the episodes I watched, and um, they ask them. They're like, "What do you think about the riots going on on Sunset Strip?" Whoa. And then then uh, well, why they, why they start talking and and Davy Jones is like, "Yeah, man, they're bad." I this and they're like, "He's like, uh, it's usually a good vibe unless somebody yells at me about my hair or something like that." I'll be in the airport, somebody yell about my hair, and then the interviewer is <laughs> like, 
do people yell at you about you know your your hair and this and that? And they're like, yeah, man, yeah. And they're like, what do you guys think about the? Recently, there's been a curfew set in California, and there have been riots on Sunset Strip. What? And they're like, oh man, people say riots. They should be saying protests because this and that. And I think anyone should have any hair they want. And then you know, and I'm fake bloody news. All I'm doing is sitting here going inappropriate. Don't you think? Keeping the episode. Yeah. Why are they talking about riots? You know, I mean, are kids supposed to be watching this right after Josie and the Pussycats? Maybe they planned on taping over this at some point. They're like, whatever. When it's over, they're just like, dun, 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 dun. You know, they're like, (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, you know, oh, the Sunset Strip riots, and those are really protests, and people should have freedom of speech, man. And then they... uh, then they cut to the ending and the credits. Just like it's it's a part of the episode. Anyway, <laughs> totally inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. <laughs> so it's a real shame what those bikers did to those rock and roll people at Altamont. Ah man, I don't know. So that teaches you one thing: not to monkey around. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's bizarre. People say we walk year round. Man, the seventies hey. are such a weird time. Yeah, this is this is seventy one. This is right after everybody was uh, Beatles nuts and, and yeah, the, the Beatles mania is kind of fading away. Mm-hmm. And there's not much to fill the void at all. Hair, basically. Hair bears. <laughs> hair was the takeaway from this episode, folks. And with that, well, hair was a popular film in the seventies. It was. <laughs> Definitely inspired that cartoon about bears. Um, so we will see you next Saturday morning. Uh, I'm Adam Fair, and you can find me at Adam Fairland on YouTube. Uh, I'm Dusty Griffin, and you can find me at Dusty is Certifiable on the gram. I'm gonna find you, or uh, look us up at every Saturday morning, morning. dot fun. Yes, you can see listen to all our podcasts. You can listen to extras. Yeah, I'll put Eclipse. a picture of Bam Bam in that speedo. I'll find that. Okay, okay, I'll, yeah. <laughs> so, I think I saved it. I'm a, I'm, I was like, "That's an interesting choice." I'll make a college-age pebbles collage. Should have been a snake, and was like, "It's a living." <laughs> you don't want to know how long I stay on. <laughs>